0: This is Jezology. it's a real science honestly Not just a podcast of me talking about me Or, or maybe it is, it's Jezology. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Jezology podcast My name is Jeremy Johnson and I am the host of this podcast And do I have a treat for you? A few months ago, I sat down with an incredibly talented duo, Mac and Laura, better known as Our Atlantic Roots, in their hometown of Newquay in Cornwall. I was introduced to Mac and Laura through a mutual friend who's also featuring later on in this season of the podcast called Ryan Jones, very much a man about town in the Cornish music scene. And we sat down in Newquay to talk about songwriting, to talk about making music as a married couple and even the positives of a coronavirus pandemic, believe it or not. Mac and Laura are super talented, I'm really excited for you to hear their songs and of course to listen to us chat about all things musical. So without further ado, without any more waffle, let's get into the chat.
1: Hi! Hi.
2: So
0: welcome uh, Mac and Laura, otherwise known as Our Atlantic Roots, to the Jazzology podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. How are you?
3: We're great, thank okay. you. Thanks
0: for having us. Oh, Good to more be than here. Welcome. Thank you for having me down here. We're in Newquay at the moment, yes. where you live.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, I've been basically traveling around uh, Cornwall, meeting musicians like yourself. So That's fun. Um, it's wonderful to be here. And it's a slightly drizzly day, so we're not outside today. But um, nevertheless, it's great to be in your company. Thank so um, our Atlantic Roots uh, as a project is not that old, as mm-hmm. far as I'm understanding. It would be yeah, great actually. if you could give us a little little pricey history of of, uh, of the project and sort yeah. of what your musical backgrounds are as a, individuals and also as a, as a band. That'd be great.
3: For sure. So we actually started playing music together as soon as we met in 2012 in the US. So that's where we met. Um, and our friendship performed over songwriting, really, didn't it?
4: Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure Laura's first words to me ever were uh, hey, you play guitar, right? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> right. I'd already I kind see of seen you on Facebook.
3: Yeah, put him name down. Saw him on Facebook. Saw that he played guitar and thought, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna do some songwriting together." <laughs> um, so basically, I'd gone out to the States to do a gap year program when I was eighteen, um, okay. and I stayed there for five years. Um, loved it and just had the time of my life. And then met Mac the fourth year that I was out there. Um, He's a little bit younger than me, Uh, he's four years younger than me actually. So he was just (laughs) starting, his. he came to do a gap year um, during that fourth year of being there and yeah. So our friendship developed here with songwriting and we um, ended up getting married a year and a half after meeting and just have been doing music ever since. But our Atlantic roots started in um, 2017, I guess that's when we first released our um, music Mm -hmm. to the world. Uh, first light was the name of the EP that we released in twenty seventeen, and then from there we've just been on this journey of writing and releasing music, um, our own original stuff, and um, also going out and performing anywhere and everywhere that'll have us play really. So yeah, yeah when we <laughs> That's first usually
0: the usually the process. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. Every everywhere and we've just had so much fun, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so we actually started. In, we when we released music for the first time, uh, we just called ourselves by our name, Mac and Laura Johnston. And then uh, a couple of years um, into into the project, we decided to go with the new name, Our Atlantic Roots. Kind of a little rebrand. Um,
4: yeah, it's because like it was kind of funny because with our first one, First Light. <laughs> It was kind of interesting because we just had these these you know few songs that we'd written and people were saying oh you should you should record some of your music and we thought well if we're gonna do it we'd like to do it well and we'd like to hear what you know what these would sound like with you know a decent producer on them and so we found Andy Bell who's um, yeah a, a folk producer and. Um, yeah so we, we ended up recording this EP not really knowing what was going to happen with it thinking oh maybe it might get in a few local coffee shops or something sure. you know? yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah and and yeah it, it was just one of those things especially once we moved down to Cornwall um, yeah things started to, we started to get some traction down here and started to get more gigs and then we're like oh, wow this is actually going yeah well so Amazing. We, we should
1: like do think this about we, yeah
3: think about <laughs> what we kind of want to who we want to be and what who we want to market ourselves mm. as and things going forward so sure um, yeah it's yeah. like what
4: if we pursued this what, what
0: could it yeah be? it sounds like a very organic project I and mean, obviously you started out with an aspiration as we all mm-hmm. do yeah but nevertheless it seems to evolve quite naturally and i think that's always a, a great strong point for any band yes. rather than forcing it and trying to really <laughs> push it some way to have some sort of element of of, uh, of give and take on, absolutely. The, you know, environmental forces. I suppose.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And um, we—that is one hundred percent how we operate and how we've operated from the start. It's kind of, yeah. yeah see, see where this particular release takes us, and even with songwriting, we um, we just try and write whatever we feel led to write, really. Um, rather than trying to fit too much into a box. We've I guess sure. we've sometimes tried to fit into a box, even genre wise, for example, but it just doesn't it work so gross. much for us. Yeah. Um so we just write what we feel what we feel like writing at the time yeah. so that we don't become stagnant and too mm, frustrated sure. trying to do something yeah. trying to like fit in a little box that we just don't fit in.
0: Yeah. I always find it's a bit of a balance because if you if you end up going down the road of of Listening to the expectation p- partly of yourself but also other people, mm-hmm. you can end up enjoying your craft less. Yeah, but Definitely. then if you don't, if you don't, if you're not conscious of what people are expecting of you, then Definitely. you can end up straying into like oh I, I tend to stray into this kind of bizarre world of like, what is he doing now? <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, yeah, we can
3: just there's, so there's a bit that. of a
0: balance, yeah. like
3: 100%, <laughs> but, it's a fine yeah. line.
0: <laughs> so, um, as a band. Um obviously the the very beginning was back in twenty twelve and twenty seventeen sort of is where I sort of see the start of yeah. that even though yeah, obviously you yeah, said yeah. you had you were doing stuff yeah. but that was when you really started to record under our yeah. romantic roots. Absolutely. as individual musicians is there a is there a longer history as individuals? Were you performing and writing prior to that or is it really something that yeah. came together as a, as a duo? Um, uh,
4: yeah, Laura was
3: yeah, so I I've been singing for, I mean, I've been singing for as long as I can remember, Max playing guitar for as long as he can remember pretty much. Um, So music's always been a really big part of our lives. Um, When I was 16, I signed a contract um, to a really little indie label that was kind of an experiment for the the label and for me. Um, And so I had some experience, kind of, it was a solo project which actually, I never I never wanted a, to be a solo project. I always wanted to sure. do music with someone else or a band. And um, so I think my heart wasn't fully in it, but it was a really valuable experience for me, um, just learning about music industry and spending time in professional recording studios as a teenager yeah. and um, around other songwriters and just getting used to, yeah, being in that studio environment, getting to have um, singing lessons with, Um, David and Carrie Grant, who are really great vocal coaches down in London, and things like that, and just, yeah, I got to go to the Brit Awards actually as well, in 20, I was going to say 2017 then, but it was not, it was 2007, (laughs) oh my goodness, wow, (laughs) this is when I realised how old I am, Um, yeah, but, uh, so that, I I did have some experience in the music industry as like a teenager, Um, but yeah, I was very glad when I found Mac and was like, okay, I get to do this with somebody else now,
1: Um
4: yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was great. It was just one of the things when we came together, it just worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I didn't have quite the same background in music. I just played in my bedroom okay. with my brothers. Uh, so, but I, I mean, I've been into music from a very young age, so yeah. uh, my dad played guitar. Yeah. And um, I remember being like five or six and my dad pulling out his guitar and for the first time that I could remember at that point Mm. and um and that night we just stayed up like all night and just listened to music and he showed me all these bands that he used to listen to and um and then from that point I was just hooked and it Mm. was Death Leopard, actually. I was going to say, Death Leopard. <laughs> and I uh, went to sleep listening to Death Leopard that night.
1: And
3: you saw them live, didn't you? It was my when, first
4: concert. When yeah. you
3: were nine. Wow. Um, That's and
4: quite
0: an education. Yeah. Going to yeah. Def Leppard, it's quite smart. funny because
3: yeah. Death Leopard are from Sheffield. Yeah. And that, I'm from Rotherham, next to Sheffield. Okay. Um, so it's quite funny because when I brought Mac over, we got we went to Sheffield and saw that there's a star with Death Leopard's name. Um, yeah. on the pavement there and it's just quite funny that Mac grew up really listening cool. to the likes of um, Def Leppard and the Beatles and other British yeah. uh, musicians and I actually mm-hmm. grew up listening to country music and CNA okay. the CMA awards <laughs> um, so it was quite, yeah. it's amazing really. I, I often say to people, um, I, a girl from Rotherham, Yorkshire could never have been an authentic country singer um on my own but with uh Mac it's quite cool because obviously he brings that authentic um American country side of things. And I yeah. am a
4: small town country boy through, and through yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. but um but yeah ironically my parents weren't and uh, they listening to rock music, rock music lots of yeah like yeah well, that's that's really interesting because that was
0: actually gonna be one of my questions obviously for the more keen eared amongst our listeners mm. will notice that Mac does have an accent.
4: Yeah. Um, and, well,
0: indeed, so does Laura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, but obviously, Mac, you grew up in Carolina, is it North Carolina? North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, my question was going to be that then does that, because of those, obviously, you know, there's a lot of similarities, obviously, within Western musical education, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, they're very different places, very different mm-hmm. yeah. um, musical upbringings. But it's it's interesting to hear you both say that from an early, earlier age than you met, Laura, you were into country, which obviously is huge <laughs> over in North Carolina. Yeah. and You were into, Never like, really British me. rock, yeah, which yeah. is obviously huge yeah. in Sheffield. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, have you found that's been a source of inspiration for you guys to feed off each other's musical educations and, and musical upbringings, I guess? And Definitely. sort of find something else in what you're doing? Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: and and to be honest, I've, I say I wasn't into country. I wasn't for a very long time. And then just kind of like as i've grown i've gone through stages of liking every genre and i'm literally listening to everything and i know it's the same with laura we've, we've both kind of had quite um broad musical influences throughout our lives and yeah um but yeah, yeah it, it is good like we we do definitely um bring different things to the table from time yeah. to time sometimes it clashes which mm-hmm. is the fun yeah. that's the, yeah, Inevitable, I think, is the Inevitable. word. Yeah. Yeah. I think As long it doesn't clash too much. Then yeah. you're okay. Yeah. Well, we have this agreement now. So we, because um, we were butting heads a lot, of songwriting. Just like one of us, we were just like, oh no, it's got to be this way. And the other was like, no, it's got to be this yeah. way. Yeah, and um, we came up with something
3: that's quite helpful. This is really actually. helpful. So
4: whoever had the initial inspiration for the song gets to have the last say.
2: So that's we, can good. Yeah, we will hear each yeah. other out and, and we'll
4: talk other? about it. Yeah. Yeah. But then ultimately, if there's still a strong disagreement at the end, then the one who got the initial inspiration gets to run with it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. So, I mean, I, I love talking about songwriting and I love mm-hmm. understanding people's processes because generally speaking, although we have similarities as songwriters, there's, everyone has their own way of doing it. Mm. And um, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I'm currently going through a process of writing with two other songwriters mm. and we have an agreement that there is always one person leading the song.
3: That's good. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: otherwise, if you have, if you try and do a sort of split, it can often be tricky because everyone wants mm-hmm. to take it in a different way. But if you submit yeah, yeah. to a leader on a particular song, I think
3: that's so smart. It works quite well. Yeah, that's exactly what we just kind of figured out, mm-hmm. even fairly recently. I think it was last year that we kind of came up with that. Like yeah. this person, the person who has the initial inspiration and is taking the lead on the song, gets yeah. to have the final say, mm-hmm. and yeah. it has actually worked really well. Um, with, with the songs we've written so far. That's
4: yes, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, because when we first started songwriting together, when we first met, um, before we were even dating, and uh, it was like, oh, that, I love that. That's so that's so nice. And you just wouldn't dare say. Like, <laughs> <know>. But then <laughs> yeah. after we got married, you know, after like yeah, a year or two, in, it was just like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. started, like, like, <laughs> you're going to ruin that song.
1: Like, that's,
0: that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, is there... Obviously, there's um, it's an interesting thing because obviously you're a couple now. Yeah. I mean, you probably yeah. weren't in the early days, but it was was it something that came from that musical relationship, or yeah. was it something that was on the cards from early on?
3: No, we our friendship totally just developed mm-hmm. over songwriting. We like okay. we just sat down together and started talking music, and then yeah. we started writing songs, um, and we just ended up spending all of our time together writing music, and then yes. um, yeah, so music has literally always been the kind of the center of what we do in our friendship which yeah. is actually quite cool yeah, and it's, it's really amazing that we still get to do that today together and obviously now the dynamic is different to when we first started but we actually ended up getting married quite quickly after meeting and yeah. um, really because from meeting to getting married it was only a year and a half yeah um so we were kind of um dating after like nine months and then engaged a few months later yeah. um but we kind of were spending so much time together writing
1: so yeah
3: yeah it's been an interesting dynamic being married and doing music
1: yeah <laughs> and then the two yeah.
3: cultures yeah it's been
1: fun
0: yeah as I'm there i'm sure there are there are great challenges but also i suppose in reconciliation there's great advantages to
2: absolutely having
0: both Types of relationship, I guess, because you have a deeper understanding of each other. But yeah, what's, what's your take on that? Because there aren't that many bands who are in loving relationships with each yeah. other <laughs> as well, yeah. and also living together. But yeah. it, are there are there are there real key challenges in doing that, or is it is it quite fluid for you guys?
3: Uh, I think it's just yeah. our schedule in general. It's it's making the time together to sit down and write yeah.
2: um,
3: because we're always like I guess if you weren't living together and you're just you're a band who live in their own separate spaces and things, you would maybe have a set time every week that you're going to come together to meet to specifically practice or write. Um, Whereas we kind of just it's just a part of our lives, so it's just <clears throat> whenever it could be while well, the tea's cooking, you know. Mm, we we'll, yeah. we'll, we've literally so many times I'll be cooking tea and we'll be like, oh, we have a gig tomorrow. Let's practice. Let's just run through a few songs, and we're able to just as as I'm like serving up the food, we're singing,
1: we're yeah. just to which kind of makes it. Which is a
4: good and a bad thing. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I think we should formally practice more. Um, yeah, and formally songwrite more as well. I think because yeah. I mean again just the business of life kind of kicks in sometimes sure. and, um, and music is not our only thing so we do yeah. have other things going on as well so
3: it's
2: our favorite is thing. thing. It's, favorite it's our favorite thing, thing. for sure but, <laughs> but we do
4: have other jobs kind of pay the bills as well yeah um, yeah yeah and so yeah it, sometimes in the business of it you know you, you're just like oh man i'm really tired i just just want to kind of switch off tonight yeah. you know and we it does we do kind of get in that sometimes so yeah we, yeah it would be good to have, yeah. have more of a set schedule
3: ultimately um, though i think it's a really to be honest there aren't really any real disadvantages yeah. i don't think to living together and doing music i think more than anything it just helps because it means that we can just excuse me mm-hmm. we can just kind of practice whenever yeah. and you know um we're always there you know, you can throw out a quick, hey, come and listen to this riff that I've just written. Mm. Um,
1: it's
4: yeah. interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> doing live stuff, you know, because you've got all the if you, you know, had a little row. Yeah. There's <laughs> always <laughs> like, yeah. that, like... There's a bit of tension there. Especially because there's quite a few, like, sweet love songs that we do. So yeah. We're, like, looking at each other... I don't like, mean yeah. this one this time, but...
3: yeah. <laughs> I remember one time we have this song called I Do, which is, as you can probably guess from the title, yeah. um, about marriage and our mm-hmm. experience of marriage so far. And um, before this one gig, Max like, oh, shall we do this song I do? And I'm like, no, I literally can't sing that to you right now. I,
1: to
3: <laughs> I want to be authentic. And I cannot sing that song right now.
0: I think I think that's important, though, because I think as a songwriter, sometimes you do write a song in a particular mood. Mm. And if you can't generate that mood, it's very telling. I think the audience mm. can often tell when you're just kind of yeah. going through the process yeah. of singing it.
3: Yeah, we really so. tried to. We think it's really important to be Authentic mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. there is an element of, uh, at the end of the day, you're, you're professional, you pay to do a job. If, if you're not feeling great in that moment when you're performing, you just have to kind of get mm-hmm. over it and do the absolute best that you can. But we really believe it's important to be authentic and, yeah. and just be real with the audience and like just Absolutely. share our story and what we've been going through. And yeah, just to be real. And actually, that's something that we've had a lot of feedback from live audiences saying that they've really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, that kind of engagement and real, yeah
4: it's real that yes. balance between professionalism and authenticity sure on the stage mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's just about yeah being open about kind of struggles behind the scenes as well mm-hmm. sometimes I think um, telling the stories behind our songs really engages the audience. Sure. Um, Absolutely. And depending on, you know, you've got to play it by ears to so what crowd, you know, you... And how much you share. Yeah, and yeah. yeah exactly. In yeah. yeah. different <laughs> videos, you'll share different aspects of it or yeah. in different detail, but nonetheless, just, just, yeah, opening the songs that we've written with kind of the story behind it, I think mm. really helps people mm. to, to latch mm. onto that. And to engage
0: for sure i think it's a real craft in itself mm-hmm. and i think it's under underestimated by some musicians as how to how important that is for the connection of people in yeah. the moment and i think particularly if you're a narrative singer-songwriter like we all are
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think when people aren't already tuned into what you're doing it can be quite a quick process for them to to suddenly understand what, you know, Understanding the emotion behind the song. So Absolutely. to get that craft right and to guide people into a song when you're playing live is is a real in, in, important thing.
3: Definitely. It kind of, I think it makes it less awkward for us on the stage when we manage to break through that wall, if sometimes it feels like there's a little wall or a barrier. Yeah. And if you, I feel like as you perform more, you kind of learn to sense if there's a little bit of a barrier sure. there. Hmm. And... I think when we share something that might capture the audience, uh, it kind of makes it a lot less awkward for us and we feel like, okay, we're not just separate right now, we're actually mm. engaging, which yeah. makes our job a whole lot easier, actually. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, being authentic and engaging, I'd love for you guys to sing us a song. Absolutely. That really okay, that'd be amazing. And then we'll have a bit more chat, but... Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a song in mind that you'd like to perform? Yeah, with?
3: take time. Yeah, no. or we could do carry on.
4: Actually. Okay, fine. <laughs> because actually, so this, um, yeah, so carry on is one of those songs that really has has um, connected with people, and every audience that we sing it for, and it just someone in the crowd connects with this song, and, and it really it really moves them, and it's it's. It's encouraging to me because I'm the one who wrote this song out of um, quite a difficult season of battling anxiety. Right. Um, So I was battling quite a a difficult anxiety disorder and Mm. and panic attacks. Mm. And I wrote this song, or the course of the song, during a panic attack Mm. to try and just kind of like tell myself to keep going. Okay. um, To put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving, even though I couldn't really see this light at the end of the tunnel, sure. I was just like determined to tell myself it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, when I shared that it, and then I sing the song, it just, it has that much more meaning to where it tends to end oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. 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 This is... Remember chaos. to movie capo?
3: Yeah. Oh capo. people
1: the <laughs> there'll
3: be people w- uh, listening who are like, capo. capo, capo. <laughs> Just blame the facts that we're confused because Max from America, i oh, yeah. from England, we always pronounce things
0: differently. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> and so whoever's got their hand on the thing that gets to
4: say what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so this is carry on.
0: I really like the fact that you were so open about the inspiration behind that song, um, because um, as somebody myself who's also struggled with anxiety and panic attacks,
1: um,
0: it's something that I think is really important for people to talk about. Um, But from a songwriting perspective, was that song, did it come entirely from you or did you? take some lyrics or inspirational help from Laura as well because obviously when it's such a personal journey mm. it can be sometimes hard to share I guess
3: I don't think that I had any part in that song actually other than yeah. just like singing the harmony mm. and um, so actually yeah. that was one that Matt could fully fully did himself yeah which yeah. is really really great
0: is that without getting too personal. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that partly because in, in certain circumstances when you write a song there's common ground in mm-hmm. certain circumstances it's very much a personal journey for that mm-hmm. song. Is that is that partly the reason for that song? Because it was such a personal thing for
4: you, Matt? To be honest, I wrote that song while Laura was at work. Oh
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so it was why. done it was done by the time she came over. <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, some some songs are just done in ten minutes. So. It, it was <laughs>
4: just one of those that just like I was yeah, I was really struggling. I started the course the night before, um, and yeah, I was really struggling. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so... And then Laura I came was, home from yeah.
3: work, and you were like, oh, I've written a song. And I'm like, wait, a whole song? Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> and I like that. Um, so he started singing it, I sung the harmony, and then I was like, brilliant, you know? I think actually even when one of us is um, kind of writing a song from a really personal place, uh, we're, we're both very much open and up for the help. Um, sure. Because actually we know as well that um, kind of the people who are listening to the songs are gonna use them however they want to use the songs. Mm, and yeah. um, and it doesn't always have to be, even though that was inspired by Max's um, journey with anxiety and I haven't personally been through that um mm-hmm. journey uh, i think that if say it was incomplete i maybe could have added something almost sure. imagining that i was there or maybe thinking about it from another perspective as well so yeah, yeah we're open to help with uh even personal songs
4: yeah, yeah absolutely but I was
3: glad that he did that one all on his own because it's like yeah. brilliant you know when someone comes to you and says I've written a whole song yeah <laughs> and
0: this
1: is a
3: good
0: day <laughs> takes the pressure off absolutely. I guess I guess there is a mechanical element to it to a certain degree because uh, sometimes a song will come out as a as a whole narrative and it will have a mm. beginning a middle and an end and it, mm. will, it will feel complete and sometimes in my experience um you write a verse and it just kind of doesn't really get anywhere and so somebody else can come in and say hey i can see something in that and i can take it to this place and then you can say okay now i'm here i I can i understand where it's going to go oh yeah but having that process is sometimes it's more mechanical than perhaps like emotional i guess absolutely
3: yeah we've got so many songs that are partly written because we've got a chorus or a verse or something that we felt really inspired to write and then we just can't figure out for the life of us where to take it next and some songs have been shelved for a while and then we've completed them literally like years later or months mm, later yeah. and i yeah. think having that input from co-writers is really valuable
0: yeah and, and talking about your personal struggles and putting them into music which i, I think is a fairly common theme with yeah. most singer-songwriters that i know Um, is that something that you guys can relate to is is and and, and to what degree is is music cathartic and um, helpful in in your own personal struggles would you say
3: i think listening to music for me and i think matt would agree is really important part of of life and just processing emotions and sometimes Mm. i mean i say sometimes oftentimes i found that I'll connect with a song because I realise it's kind of exactly what I've been trying to say, but someone else has figured out the lyrics to what's going on in my heart and my mind. Sure. And um, I would say that I'm definitely a emotional, kind of an emotional person. I connect with with songs on an emotional level, mm. and and I think songs, even if it's even an instrumental, sometimes can help you just kind of figure out where you are and um, yeah and just help process emotions and, yeah. and thoughts and things like that um, so and I don't know where I'd be actually without listening to music Yeah, you know um, so yeah it's definitely important
4: well it's like whenever aspect. you watch a movie or TV like you know, the, the music is what makes the scene, really. Like, music, you know, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's that music. It's that yeah. dramatic emphasis that's like, yeah. oh, something's coming. It's suspenseful yeah. or uh, sad. Like, you can tell that this mm. is an emotional moment in a movie. And, um, and, yeah, music can speak so many things without ever saying a word
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah. i mean as listeners i suppose that's the that's the journey we're taking on but yeah. for you guys as songwriters as well is there is there sort of an element to that as well to maybe mm-hmm. i mean the, the way i've always sort of felt it is that in in many ways life is a series of puzzles a series of problems mm-hmm. and for me i find it very hard to understand those problems until i've written them down
1: mm-hmm. and
0: songwriting is sort of a way of doing that and, yeah. and kind of Understanding my problems and putting them out there for other people. I don't know yeah. whether you can relate, yeah, to, I can to, definitely you. relate exactly, to that. Yeah, to that. We
3: both kind of think. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I realised that quite a lot of my songs that I've written, they're inspired by. Um, well, they use nature as like a metaphor, mm. oftentimes, um, mm. and kind of almost painting a picture with words. I do quite a bit more of the more abstract writing, I guess. Right. Um, and yeah, painting pictures with words. And I found that a lot of the songs that I've written over the years are all about escaping to a more simple, peaceful place. Yeah. Um, and so I guess in a way there, I was using um, the, I, I was using that emotion and feeling of, "Oh wow, I'm so busy and um, I'm, I'm stuck here in the city and I just want to get away. And I was kind of using that that I was going through to to paint the, these pictures and put together these songs. Um, that were helping me kind of process all of that, so I guess yeah, yeah. I can definitely relate to that. And Mac Tanty with the songs like "Carry On" and
4: yeah, absolutely, and that that's exactly it. And and I tried to when I was writing it, I tried to think about um, not just my particular situation, mm-hmm. um, and there's elements of that in there, but also the fact that I just tried to write in in a kind of vague way that someone could relate it to in a number of different situations that they're experiencing. Interesting, um, okay. Whilst also kind of talking about mine, my kind of anxieties as well. I mean, yeah. there's a line about, um, you know, time is a river with a one-way flow. Yeah. You can't swim against it. Yeah. so just learn to let go. And that was that was for my specific thing, but I yeah. know that that's gonna speak to so many people. Yeah, yeah. time is something um, that
3: binds us all together and we all understand the yeah. concept of time. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And, yeah, and it was just like that sense of time was just getting away from me yeah. and, um, and yeah, I know that there's gonna be so many people that can relate to that and so yeah. many different things, not yeah. just with, you know, an anxiety disorder. Yeah, but, sure, yeah. Um, So yeah, and, and I and, you know, yeah, definitely poured my heart into that and that emotion that I was experiencing definitely overflowed into that song. Yeah. Is there also an element,
0: perhaps, of um, kind of talking to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're sort of personifying other people and this is, this is what perhaps, I, you know, I've gone through this. And this is what I feel is is a good way to look at it, a philosophy that works for me and here's, here it is for you, but actually in a way, that person is you,
1: mm. oh, yeah. you're speaking oh, yeah. back
0: to yourself, you're saying, when yeah, yeah. I know that when I'm in that situation again, which is plausible, that I can listen to this song again and go, yeah, okay, I understand it,
4: and it's oh, going to help yeah. me. Yeah. That's exactly- in, in the course of the song, Stay True, Stay Strong and Carry On and all that. I, yeah. uh, uh, I literally sat on my bedside in the middle of the night having a panic attack, singing that for months. Yeah. Um, and, and it was that actual, like, anthem of just just keep going, just yeah. keep moving, like, just just ignore yeah. how this feels right now and just yeah. put, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to get through this. Yeah. a that's, that's self-reflection yeah. is incredibly powerful,
0: and it's, um, it's great that you've managed to, you know, it sounds like you're sort of self-medicating almost through songwriting. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. absolutely. I think a lot of us do that, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Totally. am
4: yeah. a verbal processor, this is just a, yeah.
0: an <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> right, let's, uh, let's move it slightly, slightly um, to a different place, which is I'd love to talk about your successes and perhaps your failures as well as musicians, because yeah. it's easy to dwell on the successes. but. <laughs> yeah. um, so your, your first EP as a band, Our Atlantic Roots, was First Light. Yeah. Which was twenty seventeen, which I think was um, um, critically praised. Yeah. But I mean, how how was that as a sort of process of uh, of your first release? Was it um, um, did it meet your expectation? Were you a bit disappointed with how it went? Or
3: we were really pleased with how it went. And to be honest, yeah. we went in having no experience of actually recording together in a professional mm-hmm. setting, and um, we. We, we were working with a really great producer, Andy Bell, who, who's uh, won uh, folk awards and things mm-hmm. like that. And so we kind of, I remember going in with very, very rough demos and a general idea of the kind of instruments we wanted on the track, but the, yeah, the demos were very basic and we hadn't just given a whole lot of thought to specific parts for other instruments and things. And mm-hmm. we were very much relying on the producer to help really bring the songs to life. And we were really pleased with the outcome. Mm. And I think as a musician, when you're looking back at all the things that you've released, uh, you can oftentimes see a progression in the quality and you see that journey that you've been on with writing. And we definitely wanna, like if we were gonna show somebody our best work now, we wouldn't show them that, that EP. Sure. But we definitely think it's a very valuable part of our journey. Um and mm-hmm. and we're pleased because a lot of people connected with it and yeah. it kind of opened up the door to our first airplay. So we we got airplay on BBC um with some of those tracks and then also UCB which is a um which is another national station and that really opened up the door for our future releases mm. um which then were received even better.
0: Yeah, so know. we can talk about those. I mean, so two years later it was Little Bird, yeah. EP. yeah. Um, which um, ostensibly ended up being probably your most successful to, to current date yeah. release um, you hit some big playlists yeah. uh, which have basically propelled your music into a sort of slightly ethereal zone of, of hundreds of thousands of plays yeah. and really, yeah. really a global audience yeah. I mean how was that process to suddenly be looking at your Spotify, thinking, wow, there's people all over the world listening to my music, it's
4: crazy!
1: Yeah! (laughs)
4: That's an interesting one, because actually it's it's full of mixed emotions. Interesting. Um, And it's partially because one minute you get invited because of the streams, like, you know, you might get invited to play at some big festival. Yeah. And you're you're there in front of two thousand people and you're like, Whoa, this We've is it. it. We've made <laughs> yeah, yeah. it and then the next night you're in some grotty pub where nobody cares who you are sure. or knows who you are yeah, and don't yeah. want to know who you are. They're yeah, yeah, so yeah. just having their food and yeah. um and you're just trying to pay the bills. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and the, yeah, it's just yeah. this funny journey and I, I mean, if I had any advice for anyone that is just starting out in music, I'd say um, just enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and definitely have those big goals, but celebrate the little things mm-hmm. and don't just expect that like once you've got to a certain level that's it and you've made it. Yeah. Like, and, th- and to be honest, there was certain moments along this journey where we we're just like, oh man, if we could just if we could just get on that playlist, like sure. then then we will have made it. And then you get there and you're just like, oh, there's so much more. Yeah. Which is the beauty of it. Yeah. Like. Um, but I mean, you got to be careful not to almost be shocked and disappointed in some sure. ways at that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. Once, you've, once you've reached your goals, you're like, oh, no, why? Yeah. We've
3: definitely released music sometimes and felt quite discouraged when we've put something on social media and then it hasn't got a mm-hmm. lot of shares. For example. Sure. So um, we've we've released songs that have got hundreds of thousands of streams on um, Spotify mm. and have gained traction and gotten some great playlists. And sometimes it's taken a number of weeks or even a number of months before they've been picked up and then suddenly there'll be a spike in streams, which mm. is which is cool. But then sometimes we've put things on social media and um, although we do have some really, really supportive friends and family, uh, sometimes you, you just imagine that the whole world's going to stop for your release and yeah, everyone's going to yeah. be like, oh my gosh, like this is going to have so many shares and we're like just yeah. sat there waiting for our phones to blow up yeah. and it's like, no, people are still just posting pictures of the cats, the dogs and the dinner
1: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: and it can sometimes feel a little bit, I think social media particularly is very fickle mm-hmm. and it can be... We, we've had to really learn to not be so kind of uh, allow ourselves to go up and down too much because sure. of either the spike in engagement or the silence and the yeah. lack of engagement. Yeah, um, And we've really tried to put our focus on, I think you can get sucked into social media a little mm-hmm. bit um, and, re- and c- almost um, look at it and think, that you're successful or not successful depending on how many shares and things you've got. And mm. I think a lot of people get sucked into that mm. in general. Um so we have been trying to put our focus on um on on other playlists and things like that and, and yeah, yeah,
1: just it's an and, interesting <laughs> journey, isn't it? Yeah,
4: and also getting on a playlist that has a million listeners or whatever does not mean you're going to get 10,000 new Instagram followers automatically because most of those people it's just you're just another person on a playlist that they probably have you and you they probably have their phone in their pocket don't even know who you are but they like your music yeah
0: and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy actually around um around the streaming services at the moment Mm. and a lot of kind of different conversations that are being had at the moment but Uh, I suppose one of the problems is that you can, it can end up warping your world a little bit because Mm. if you're having 500, which I know that one of your tracks is over half a million streamers now, I think it's Carry On, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, which is the song you said,
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is great, Um, but uh, the vast majority of those listens because of the way this playlisting system works are passive listens, so it's not necessarily driving people into your world that are going to support your career and come to Mm -hmm. your shows, uh, so it can end up kind of walking you well. I suppose a good analogy would be that you're you're living in this huge tower block, but you're living on the maybe the second floor, mm-hmm. and you can take the, the elevator up to the top floor and look at the view now and again, but yeah. you're still living down there. You know oh, and it, yeah. if you if you raise your expectations to go like oh yeah but i went up for a day to the top floor so i'm a top floor guy now
2: yeah like, wow um, let's take it <laughs> a little bit slower yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that.
0: so uh, maybe it's a little bit like that but yeah it's nice to hear that in a way as somebody who hasn't um, mm-hmm. who's released a lot of music and has, has never had a, a, a sort of big uh, playlist eruption
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: yeah. sort of interesting to hear from people who have had that and, and have, have really kind of adjusted their expectation to, to Absolutely. What music really is. Mm. yeah Nice. I'd also like to talk a little bit about, um, so Laura, obviously you're from uh, Rotherham. Yeah. My my mother's from Sheffield.
3: Oh, really? uh, uh, Oh,
0: cool. Um, And uh, North Carolina, obviously. So, but we're here in Newquay. Yes. So how did that
3: happen?
0: Uh, (laughs) Why why Newquay?
3: (laughs) um, I have loved Cornwall. For as long as I can remember. So I've come here on holiday every year since 1995, since I was five. Yeah. And uh, I remember all my friends in school would go off to like Spain and Italy and all these foreign places. And my family couldn't afford to go abroad. So we came to Cornwall and I'm so thankful that we did. Cause I honestly, I just, I've always loved it. And it was always kind of a dream to move here. And after, after I moved back, from America to Yorkshire. We lived there together in Yorkshire for four years and it was a good season, but we definitely didn't feel at home. Um, And we didn't feel like we'd found our people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And we kind of, after about three, three and a half years, we started to feel like, man, we just, we're definitely looking for something more, we, we we want to move somewhere different, we want to go on a new adventure, and we got invited to play at a festival here that we're actually playing at this weekend, Um, or whenever you're putting this out, it's probably <laughs> yeah. last week and yeah. a few weeks Probably,
0: ago. probably five or six months ago, okay, five yeah. months ago. <laughs> by the time I've got yeah. round to it. <laughs> um, so so people listening, it's summer 2021 it's summer, at the moment. Yes,
3: yes. and we're about <laughs> yeah. to play at a festival called Creation Fest, um, it's a Christian music festival and yeah. um, and skateboarding and stuff for the young people. And we we got invited to to play there. in for the royal
0: royal. Yeah, Cow- the, yeah. yeah. Show. I think that's what the science to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a really
3: really great vibe, and we got invited really to play there in twenty seventeen. And when we when we went, we just we loved it, and we just got talking to as many people as possible, and. Yeah. In a place like Cornwall, everyone knows everyone, there's such a community feel and we'd got the number for this guy who, a number of people said, you need to contact this guy Um, he needs help with some youth work and Mac was a youth worker up in Rotherham and um, basically to cut a long story short, he got offered a job to do some youth work here in Perrinporth I got offered a a job to work with a surf therapy charity called The Wave Project um, here in Newquay and within six months we'd Relocated and everything just started to fall into place. Okay. And um, kind of our gigs picked up massively here. And
1: yeah.
3: It just all snowballed and we found ourselves here in Newquay and yeah. we definitely feel home here. We yeah. absolutely love it.
0: Nice well, and central in the southwest, so think newquay's a good spot. Actually, it really is. Yeah. You can end up being further down in Cornwall, but then it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to come out yeah. of Cornwall. <laughs> it's exactly. quite a long way. Yeah. <laughs> I found as somebody who's travelled up and down this coast a lot. Mm. Oh my
3: gosh, totally. Yeah, It's hard so, to leave this place.
0: <laughs> so how have you found the particularly the originals and sing songwriter scenes here, how have you found it um, compared to say the, you know, the I mean I suppose in in a way you've been a long time since you've been back in North Carolina, mm-hmm. so perhaps it's a sort of moved question, but but compared to your, the other places you've experienced with music, how have you found the sing songwriter scene down here?
4: Uh, to be honest, I don't have much to compare it to. Uh, yeah. So I moved over <laughs> here when I was 19. Sure. Um, and yeah, I wasn't really doing music in any okay. kind of professional level. Yeah, um, yeah. It was just pretty much in my bedroom when yeah. I lived in America. And being from the middle of nowhere, I never really actually got out to see live music very <laughs> often. So there were a few concerts I went to. Um, I said different, but yeah, very different. So, if
0: you ever go and tour in North Carolina, you'll be able to compare it to (laughs) the
1: UK for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. I think down in Cornwall, it definitely feels a lot easier to um, network with people Mm -hmm. and kind of travel to perform at different venues. There's a lot of demand for live music because obviously, Mm -hmm. we're a um, big hub for tourism here in Cornwall, everyone wants to put on shows through the summer for the tourists and then. Uh, and then throughout the autumn and winter and springtime as well for like the locals Mm -hmm. and any tourists who are coming out of season there seems to be a lot of opportunity i think Mm -hmm. for um, musicians to play in front of live audiences Mm -hmm. in cornwall if you're doing things like restaurants and bars and and hotels there's uh, more of a lack of theatres and things like that and bigger Mm -hmm. venues but for us and where we are right now we love going and playing at those smaller venues and actually there are some beautiful outdoor venues and spaces like the Minack Theatre we haven't been there, there yet yeah. but yeah. and then there's, there are places like the Eden Project and um and just quirky little little spots um, yeah. and we love to support local businesses and connecting with other local businesses and yeah. think how can we work together to help promote each other sure. and it feels like there's a really great community vibe here down I was about to couple. say
4: like I mean like I said I didn't have much experience cuz we kind of just started our music career before we moved down yeah um so yeah just started doing it professionally but from what little experience we had up in like the sheffield area <laughs> yeah it was very different it, it was um
3: get lost in crowd
2: that's yeah, sure.
4: exactly yeah and and it it almost felt a bit more like I said, didn't have much experience. It almost felt a little more doggy dog, and kind of a yeah, city experience. Yeah. Whereas down here, everyone's just like helping each other out. There's such yeah. a there's such a community between musicians yeah. here, yeah. and everyone's just trying to do favors for each other and sure. help each other out and yeah. um, working together. And it, and it's really lovely. Um, yeah, and I would say yeah, that's not that common. Yeah.
0: With, yeah. it's fantastic. Cause there's a few places that I've played where it's been like that, but mm. there's a lot of. Um, if you're not from an area, you're not oh, really yeah. welcome. Yeah, you know, Unless yeah. you're a big touring artist who can yeah. just sell tickets no matter what, it's quite hard to yeah, inject yourself in certain places. So, yeah. to have that here is, is, is fab. Yeah, we yeah. found that
3: even with um, kind of applying for grants and things like that, yeah. that quite often there'll be. Um, I, I remember one grant it said oh you, you can't apply for this unless you're from Manchester but it was like a national grant or they were saying we're looking for artists particularly from Manchester and I'm like yeah. really?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, just
3: yeah. Um, quite often with that kind of thing I think the Southwest sometimes gets left behind um, and it's quite difficult to connect with stuff that's going on nationally sometimes in the music scene. Yeah. But there is definitely, I think, a great value to being here in Southwest sure. as well. Mm, yeah. And having that really awesome community vibe. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I'd love you guys to play one more song. That's yeah, okay. So absolutely. yeah have a song that you're um, prepared with for or with. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. And also a little bit of background to the song be amazing <laughs> yeah,
3: sure thing. should you take time now. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah, let's do that one.
3: Uh, which is quite good because really, this is like the,
4: the sequel, the kind sequel, of, yeah. kind
3: of in a way.
2: To carry okay,
4: on. right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, carry on. As I mentioned, was um, the journey of kind of going through the middle of this panic, these panic attacks, and this sure. anxiety disorder. Whereas, take time is actually written over lockdown. And ironically, over lockdown, I've actually found a lot of, um, I've, I feel like I've really begun a healing journey through this, Amazing. um, through this time. And I think partially it's just kind of taking some time to relax and yeah. not to f- like, I mean, Space. Yeah. We, we're, we're very busy having yeah. the music and also two other jobs each. Um, yeah. and so yeah, this is, um, lockdown was actually quite nice to just take some Mm -hmm. time and just like we were going for our daily walk and sounds crazy but we're just watching the flowers grow and like watching the seasons change by by the nature around us and um counting the stars and seeing how the stars change in the different seasons and and everything like it was something about it was just like watching life happen around me and nature was was really healing and just like taking time away from my phone and and the tv and like picking up books and stuff like that, like I feel like I began to process things better. um, In
3: a more healthy way, way, because obviously we live in the age of information, we're constantly being bombarded Mm -hmm. with information and way overstimulated yeah, with exactly. technology for example um, and, and almost yeah you're so busy at work all day and then you've got yeah. gigs in the evening and suddenly it's dark and mm. it's midnight it's 2am and you don't know what's happened to the day and actually having that space and that time to slow down and reassess why am I doing what I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm doing and what is important in my life and putting some more focus on that yeah. that really helped I think in this healing journey um, nice. with mm. anxiety and things like that and other people have kind of shared similar things that they've been through mm. during the lockdown where there's been space so it's good to have some positive stories from lockdown as well yeah, Absolutely. Um, so this is yeah take yeah. time
1: nice
3: yeah. And actually, we should say, sorry, we should say, this isn't released yet and actually no. hasn't ah. been recorded at all. So, you see. so exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Wow, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Might be <laughs> released by the time I put this podcast yeah. out. But Probably <laughs> not. It would, be, it would be quite right for this. yeah, was, but yeah.
3: yeah you never know.
4: <laughs> but yeah, just take time. And it's uh, about just taking time to <laughs> slow, down. slow down and being grateful for everything that we have and we've been given.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs>
0: I totally like I, I totally see my own process through lockdown through that song as well mm. that's really
2: cool you
0: know I think it's for many people it started off as being quite a scary concept yeah. like a lot changed in my life I'm sure it did in yours yeah, mm. but then um, I think the, the best way to look at it was to to see it as an opportunity I guess and mm. to, Absolutely. to understand what was good about
3: Yeah. The pandemic. Definitely. We definitely think that the the word of this season for us was thankfulness Mm, because actually being thankful is is good for you, finding things to be thankful for, even if you're in a really difficult season. Even if it's the most basic thing of I'm still breathing, you know. Um and I think that intentionally finding those things to be thankful for every day was like a mindset shift yeah
0: Um. so we kind of wanted to bring that out in in that song as well the kind of theme of thankfulness and yeah. gratitude so amazing mm-hmm. yeah
3: gratitude
2: i think is is key is
0: key in so much of life yeah um last little thing i'd like to do is i'm going to restrict you each to one sentence
2: oh, oh gosh that's, difficult. that's, difficult. that's <laughs> it,
1: difficult
0: it is going to be difficult Fish i'm going to you on the spot but what i'd like to know is no, no, <laughs> uh, what I'd like to know. Is, okay, so we'll start with Laura. Um, I'd like to know what your favourite thing about being a musician is.
1: Okay.
3: I love the opportunity to share what's going on in my heart and mind with the world and connect with them in with music in kind of an emotional way. And yeah, that's probably that's probably. Amazing. One sentence.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs>
3: connect, connect with people. Sorry, connect with people that I've never met and will probably never meet, but have a connection with them through music. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is more. Can
4: definitely relate to that person. Yeah,
3: that makes a ha- sense. How about
4: you, Mac? Um, it's fun.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Two yeah. words. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so
0: so I'm gonna flip it now. I'm gonna say, what's your least favorite thing? About being, uh, let's 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 mm. specify it to being in a professional music domain.
3: Hmm. Ooh,
4: the pressure I put on myself. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Too too high expectations. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. I suppose once you're in that professional domain, suddenly you're like, right, I have to be a certain thing, and then mm. that can cause problems. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Interesting. Exactly. I
3: think. Everything else that goes along with releasing music, the background admin and processes that <laughs> the historically. The musical admin. Yeah, musical <laughs> yeah. admin. Although I, I do like, I mean, I'm an administrator myself and I. I don't find admin particularly terrible in general, but understanding the background processes and mm. everything that needs to happen to ensure that, for example, you are actually going to get paid for the work that you've put out
1: yeah,
3: and understanding all of that, um, yeah. like for example, with PRS and PPL and everything like sure. that can be really yeah. stressful and sometimes not knowing where to turn for help with that and it just being...
4: Overwhelming. Yeah. Whilst that's true, that's a really long sentence. I, was,
3: really I, think, long <laughs> sentence.
0: I think it was about three. But anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not keeping count. Um, and, and one other thing is, um, if you could talk to yourself and give yourself advice at the beginning of your journey, mm-hmm. what would that advice be in one sentence?
4: Um,
0: if you can do it in one sentence, I'm sure it's a lot of things. Sentence, but <laughs> I actually
3: could do it in one sentence, surprisingly. Okay, go me. ahead. I feel first like first I can one. say this for the both of those. but feel free to add. Okay, go ahead. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself, mm. Yeah. and just keep going.
4: Yeah, Yeah, similar. That's two sentences. Babe. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: yeah yes. I've done your sentences too, sorry
0: you can't speak. <laughs> so no, Mac has a chance, here we go. <laughs> yeah.
4: So I, I, it, Along the same veins, um, but yeah, actually it was interesting, so when we recorded First Light, I had a sound in my head, yeah. and when it didn't come out sounding like the musicians that I was listening to as inspiration, I was shocked. Right. Not necessarily disappointed, not in a bad way, but it was like, wow, that doesn't sound like them. And later on I realized it's because it sounds like us. Yeah. But when you're not used to hearing your own voice recorded, it can... Be a bit of a shock and sure <laughs> it can
3: be a shock to it, listen to it, yourself it, it sure. be. yeah well, yeah it's me. like, well
4: that's that's not you know i had you know we like that band called paper kites it's like yeah. we went into first light thinking oh it's going to come out sounding something like the paper yeah, kites yeah. and when it didn't <laughs> yeah. then it sounded like us yeah. it was like
2: oh, <laughs> what <yeah."> is this <laughs> so
4: just like embrace your sound sure that's the we, we took a while that's to a get to idea. the
3: sentence but, but we went on a journey embrace your sound yeah
4: I feel That's like
0: really there's one enough. sentence built upon a lot of words as exactly. a foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> acceptance. I like mm. that. I like that idea of um, personal acceptance. Because in a way, it's broader than just music. Right? Mm. So music is a, is a catalyst for so much, I think, in a musician's world. But I think acceptance of who we are as a person is such a great journey. Mm.
1: Yeah, but, Definitely. Yeah
0: amazing great Um, so I'd like to finish these podcasts up by just talking a little bit about what your plans are for the future do you Mm -hmm. have new music coming I know you've released a couple of singles last year and you released one this year do you have more stuff coming out is there touring happening where can people find you these sort of you know, important yes. administrative questions. Yes.
3: Well, first of all, we you can find us by searching our Atlantic Roots on That's Spotify. Our
0: Atlantic Roots yes. on Spotify and, and YouTube
3: and all of the platforms right. pretty much you can find us there. And we definitely appreciate all the support and extra follows and likes and yeah, so mm. and we are definitely right in music and mm. our plan is to release significantly more music next year. Um, it is about time and I we speak to people all the time that say they've worn out our um, our EPs <laughs> yeah. to death or their kids sure. have listened to our CDs um, or EPs so much um, and they're ready for something new. We're ready to release something new. So We don't have a specific project, a title project in the pipeline, but we do have some studio time books and we do have some um, songs in the works. Something organic's coming then. Something organic's yeah, yeah. coming, and yeah, yeah we, we feel it brewing. Um, yeah. Autumn's a time of inspiration for us, we've found yeah, in the past. Yeah, and it's kind of a time when things slow down a bit after the mad summer of gigging and things. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting that in the autumn, we're going to be doing particularly more writing and mm, recording. Yeah,
0: definitely any live shows or any touring happening where people want to catch you live and it's yeah. a bit tricky coming off the back of um, a pandemic
4: Yeah, uh, talk to the manager
3: yeah so <laughs> you can find out where we're playing we post on instagram more often than not or on our website our atlanticroots.com we don't have a specific tour coming up um, to note but we are mm-hmm. playing regularly around and about particularly the southwest um I don't know when you're putting this out, but we have a few shows in the summer, uh, but nothing planned specifically for the autumn and winter, but we are looking at um, setting some tour dates for spring next year, so definitely keep an eye out on our website.
0: Yeah, so that's basically the hub for you guys, and it's a great website as well, I've been on there myself. Thank you. OurAtlanticRoots.com is yeah. roots.com. Roots.com. Um is where people can find everything about you guys and Absolutely. tour dates and yeah. everything yeah. else. yeah. Fantastic. Well thank you so much for your time today. It's thank been a really you. great chat. It's, it's great to connect and um yeah, I wish you all the success and I hope to see you around the southwest and catch you at a show sometime. Sounds
3: awesome. Thank Lovely.
0: You. Thanks. Cheers guys. Thank you. Well it was late October. I wish that i Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Jazzology Podcast with my special guests, Our Atlantic Roots. If you'd like to know more about my guests, please head to ouratlanticroots.com. They've got an amazing website, lots of interesting things to look at. And of course, at the root of it all, is a place you can find all their fantastic music. And if Apple Podcasts is your podcasting platform of choice, don't forget to leave a review of the podcast. Let me know what you think, and you might even get featured on a future episode. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.